Offscript with Super E recommends listener discretion as these real but sometimes uncensored stories can be filled with mature content. Welcome to Offscript with Super E. This is your host, A Train. I'm here with the star of the show, Super E. You there? I'm here. What's going on? Nothing. We're just uh, we're getting ready to hear some more stories from you. Uh, you got All some? Right. Have you got some? Yeah. I just want to wish everybody happy Independence Day, July the 4th. And yeah, I got a couple of stories of uh, some more of my crazy prostitution arrests that always seemed like they could end with me in some sort of serious injury. But after <laughs> I looked at it, when you reflect on them, they were pretty humorous. But at the time, they were they were kind of like, I had to do some quick and fast thinking. All right. Okay. Well, I can't wait to hear them. Why don't, uh, you know what? Just just go. Tell us a, tell us a story. All right. Well, uh, the first one was um, in the uh, east side of town where they had some prostitution activity. The neighbors were complaining. And uh, they were complaining about the... Uh, girls prostituting walking through the in the residential area they would be like on the main drag but then they would walk up and down the streets where the kids would be playing okay and they were they were angry and about six foot four oh and she yeah that's a tall drink of of water yeah she was kind of tall and like tom she was kind of gangly but looked extremely strong okay and uh uh, I was thinking, well, I don't know if she is or not. And then um, I pulled up about 15 yards ahead of her and just parked. Okay. So now it's on them to make the decision to come up to my car and engage me in conversation. So you weren't 100% sure whether she was working or not? You not, were... not 100% okay. sure, you know. Uh-huh. And, you, and you try not to freak people out by rolling down the window and start yeah. talking to them. Hey, get in. Right. So I, I left it up to her. I right. parked. She and guess what? She walks up, engages me in conversation. Says, "Yes, yeah, she's out uh, looking, for, you know, to get in the car with somebody. Um, just seeing what's going on. They don't give it away at first, right? And then as we're driving, she asks me a few questions, and then when she's satisfied that I'm not the police, we start having a conversation that's going to lead to sex for money. Right. But as I'm leading up to that question, I started noticing she had a little bit of bizarre behavior okay kind of inappropriate comments um this just something that you know after being a police officer so many years we all learn body language so she she and, seemed a little off didn't yeah, seem quite right off. okay and i said i said hey i said do you suffer from any mental conditions any physical huh? conditions and she goes Yes, I do. And I go, what would that be? She goes, well, I suffer from mental, a mental condition. I go, what is that? She goes, paranoid schizophrenia. And I'm like, oh, my God. She, she just, okay, all right. <laughs> I'm like, no. And uh, I said, oh, are you currently receiving treatment for that? She goes, well, the doctor wanted me to follow a plan to treat me. Yeah. And I said, are you on that as we speak? She goes, no, I declined his offer for treatment because I didn't think it was right for me. Okay. And I said, oh, I said, well, so what are you doing for treatment? She goes, I diagnosed myself and I prescribed my own medication. 
I go, well, what's your medication? She goes, crack and whiskey. <laughs> and I, I like, don't think that's what the doctor had in mind. Yeah, I said, I don't think Dr. It, Oz would go it, for that. Right, but right. I was like, in my mind, okay, that's sending up red flags. Danger, danger, danger. Absolutely. I've got a woman, I've got a woman six foot four, strong looking, looks like she can handle herself. Right. Because, again, all policemen, after a while, you can pick up who can fight, who do you think that can fight and cause you problems yeah. um, in an altercation if they decide to resist arrest. Right. So I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> and then, so I was, I was kind of wary. Now I said, oh, so are you into giving head? And she goes, oh, yes, I am. I need to make some money. I got to buy that crack and whiskey. My prescription. Like, oh, yes, yeah, get a prescription. I got I got to get my prescription filled. Right. Uh, I'm like, oh, great. She goes, I'll, I'll give you head for $30. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. Well, I've got enough for the rest. And also, it's like July, like right now. And it was so hot out. Mm-hmm. And there was no air conditioning in the car I was driving. It was a 77 Oldsmobile. Okay. Olds 98, which was super sweet. But no AC was working because... Yeah. It was a 30-some-year-old car. But uh, so everybody's hot and sweaty that was in that car. Okay. And so I thought, oh, man, I'm, here's where I got to make this. Uh, I got to make the arrest right here at the stop sign. There's nobody out. Um, it'll be safe for everybody. Right. Well, I can see that Tom's right behind me. I give him the signal. He knows I have an arrest, and I'm at the stop sign. He just pulls right up next to the cars. I'm at the stop sign. Mm-hmm. Gets out and he calmly walks up to the passenger door. Uh, I roll down the window because it did have electric windows at work. Oh, okay. And nice. he goes, hey, how you doing? She goes, we're doing fine. How are you? He goes, I'm doing great. He goes, I got some information for you. I'm detective so-and-so of the, you know, the vice unit. And this is detective uh, Super E. Uh-huh. Yes. And, um, uh, we're placing you under arrest for prostitution, man. You agree to perform a sex act for money. He was being extremely calm about it. Yeah. His badge out, ID, everything perfect. Very professional. Extremely professional. And this <laughs> woman, her demeanor changed. Okay. And, and it went from very friendly to me to, well, now she is in fight or flight mode, and she selected fight Uh-oh. right off the bat. Uh oh. She she looks at me, and I knew right then it is now on. She takes that door of that Oldsmobile, shoves it open. Okay. Tom Tom steps back, and she, like lightning, swung around in the seat so her body was facing out the door, and took her right leg and kicked Tom in the gut about five times. And it, it was such brutal force. Yeah, it buckled him over, and okay. he fell. And he fell backwards, all six foot six of him, and it knocked the wind out of him. And all he was able to do as he was falling back is click on the radio. Yeah, and, and holler out, "Help!" Fourteenth Street. Okay. That's it. All, all he said was Fourteenth Street, and then he gave the cross street. Yeah. And then he's, he's, I'm like, holy shit, he's down for the count. <laughs> holy moly. 
how did she do those brutal kicks from the car seat? <laughs> and then she spun around and on me, and all of her attention was now on me. And I was like, uh-oh. And, <clears throat> okay, I'm six foot tall. I was probably about 200, 210 pounds. I felt like uh, I felt like I was four foot two and weighed 90 pound weakling the way she was coming at me. Uh-huh. She whips out this big steak knife. Uh-oh. And he comes at me with and the steak knife in the right hand from the passenger seat. It's coming right at my face and my throat. Okay. I'm like, holy shit, that knife looks a lot bigger and sharper than when it's coming at you. It's like a 3D Vincent Price movie. Right. And uh, I reach up and I grab her right wrist with my left hand, and it was slippery. Right. And and I couldn't control her, and I had to reach up and get her around. Uh, it wasn't a chokehold, you know, because you have you can only do the modified. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm trying to keep her head back. Yeah. Against her head to my uh, my shoulder, and she was so damn strong. I'm like, holy shit! I'm gonna lose control of this woman. And this this knife was coming towards my jugular. Oh my god. And my gun was down to my side because you got to hide them. Right. Because they, they yeah. search your car, they search your person, they search your car. Did you kind of have I'm it in like, the door well or something? Yeah, under the seat, yeah. door well, or right. even like sitting on it. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't get to it because I could not let go of her with my left hand because it was so slick that I, and I was losing my grip. Right. And then I had her around uh, with my right arm around her head so she you know she couldn't get up and get any more leverage on me and then i started thinking oh my god i'm gonna she's gonna plunge that right into my juggler and i'm gonna bleed out in about two seconds i'm gonna die yeah and my only option is i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to break her neck yeah. i'm gonna have to do something yeah. i'm gonna have to squeeze tight you know can i cut off her uh uh air, air supply yeah. I, I you know but you're fighting for your life I'm fighting, like. I, I'm fighting for my life, but here's what's going through my mind. Yeah. I was just in a, sh I just was in a shootout a year earlier where somebody shot me and I shot them. And then a year later, now I'm breaking a woman's neck. I'm yeah. Not, man, that's man, not going to look good on a resume. So I thought, this is what goes to an officer's mind. Yeah. The ramifications of, of me doing that, what they would, what that would look like afterwards, because people would say, "Oh, it's just a woman. He yeah. couldn't handle a woman." Well, yeah. when she's six foot four, strong as hell, and is it, it, trying to kill you, her, trying to kill you with a knife. Herself, yeah, and medicating herself with crack and whiskey. Yeah, I mean, and her adrenaline was going so much. I thought, man, I'm losing this fight. Yeah, and then I thought, man, I can't do it. I can't do it. So I'm just. Just hanging on. I'm just I'm yeah. hanging on. Maybe yeah. she's gonna get tired. Yeah. But when Tom gave out that on the radio, when he said 14th Street and he gave the cross street, the dispatchers were on top of it. They didn't know what was going on, but they, they knew something bad was happening. Right they knew there. they could tell something was wrong. Since some but cars. They, they they didn't know who it was. They didn't okay. know they didn't okay. know it was undercover officers doing. They didn't know anything. Right as I'm feeling like I'm losing the battle. Yeah. But I don't. I don't want to have to 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 save my life in this woman's life by breaking her neck. I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, I hear, "Let go of the woman, or I'm going to blow your brains out." And I felt oh. something up to the temple of my head. Oh. It was a gun. 
Oh. Uh, what had happened was the uniform cards get there, and what do they see? They see an old 1978 Oldsmobile 9-8. Yeah. With Charles Manson in the passenger seat. This woman, it looks like she's being, you know, yeah, uh, being assaulted. And, he's, and all they see was a knife flying around in the air. I mean, you know, in, in a grasp of two people yeah. through the windshield. And they see a guy laying on, kind of laying on the ground trying to get his, you know, get his wind back. Right. And I hear, again, I hear, let go of the woman, I will blow your brains out. And I look over, and it's a uniform officer, but uh -huh. it's a rookie. It's a brand new rookie. He does not not know who Ooh. I am. Oh, okay. And I'm like, well, either I'm going to die by the <laughs> knife in the jugular, yeah. or the bullet, or the bullet through the head from friendly fire. I'm <laughs> right. Like, oh, great. Right. Right. And then, luckily, this this officer was a in the FTO program, so he's being trained, and he had a uh, instructor riding with with him. And right. he goes, oh, that's super even bias. He's all right. Oh, and then it was, And then when this girl saw the officer and the guns and everything, yeah. she dropped the knife. And I, and, oh, and also, here's, here was the bad thing. I, my, um, my arm from holding the knife, the knife was making contact with my arm and was cutting it all up, oh. trying to hold it back. Yeah, so I, I had all these cuts and, and uh, scrapes all over my left arm by my my veins in my wrist oh my god yeah and i i was like holy i'm just glad my wrist didn't get cut yeah no kidding and, and uh i was never so grateful to see the uh uniform guys in my life because i didn't have i could not i could not force myself to do the option yeah of choking her out yeah even though and, and i mean she was trying to kill you at that point. Yeah, um, yeah. It, in my mind, she was trying to kill me to right. escape. The right. adrenaline was flowing in her. She wanted to get away. That's what happens with people on drugs. They have to get away. They they can't they can't go to jail or do, or be incarcerated because that takes them away from their drugs. Yeah, right. And, and it like they flip out if they can't have the drugs, and so that's what made her lose her mind like this. And she's already mentally ill. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so, a, that's a bad combo. Yeah, and I, I was, like, so grateful. So the, uh, that's Mrs. A-Train hollering <laughs> for me there. <laughs> I'm busy. Uh, so, okay, so the officers obviously got control of the scene then when they, when once they got there. Um, and, and like you were saying, they didn't, they didn't really know what was going on. All they dispatched just said, hey, off, some officer needs help, 14th and whatever. So they roll up and they see Charles Manson fighting with a lady in the car. And that's all they knew. That's right? all, and then they see it's like they're trying to fight over control of a knife. Yeah. So what's in, what's there in their mind? Creepy looking, long haired, bearded weirdo uh, uh, trying to stab a woman. Right. They don't know it's they they do not know the roles are reversed. Right, right. And, and uh I, I was very I was very, very lucky that day to come out unscathed as much as it was. Now my like I said, my wrist was all cut up, but of course I lived from that. I was able to survive that. Did you get a tetanus shot, I hope? I uh, you know, <laughs> we I got you know, I everything was cleaned out, you know, yeah. we got a shot and all that. All so right. I, w I was fine after that. But yeah, that one now that I look back on it, 
it, it had humorous aspects, but then I think about, oh my God, that knife is getting real close to my neck. There wasn't anything funny about it at the time, was there? No, there wasn't anything funny about it at the time. I did kind of laugh at, at the rookie officer putting the gun to my head, said, let go of the, let go of the woman. I'm going to blow your brains out. You know, I said, he, that, I sound a little cold-blooded for a rookie. I'll tell you what, he was watching Dirty Harry or something. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, but he got his point across yes. real quick. Well, good. Very good. Very good. Now, how's uh, so, so Tom's on the sidewalk recovering from the uh, kicks to the abdomen? Yeah, he got up, and we were like, how in the hell did she do that? She was so damn strong. I'm like, I, would know, I wouldn't know how to replicate how she was able to kick him like she did with so much force. You know, they should be studied for self-defense tactics. This is all I can think of when you describe that. Did you ever see Ferris Bueller? Ferris Bueller's yes, Day Off? Yes, Remember yes. when Ferris's sister is in the kitchen and the principal breaks in because he's trying to catch Ferris, and she gives him those four or five kicks to his face? Remember that? Yes, yes, yes. I, I that's all that. I can I, think of. Yeah, see, that happened to me about a few years later when a prostitute that I had, uh, ran from and I chased down. This is another episode we'll tell later, but I'll just give you a little preview of it. Okay. She falls to the ground. I go, come on, get up. And she rolled rolled over and Jackie Chan me in the crotch at 10 Ooh. times. And I was, I was in immense pain. I was like, this is just like Ferris Bueller. That's all. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> uh, that's uh, it's funny now. wasn't funny then, but it's funny yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, that is that's good. Um, so okay, after this, did you ever pick up any any more six foot four prostitutes? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Just stay away from them. No, no, <laughs> you want to, but no, no, they came along. Um, it was like a few years later. Yeah. They were complaining about um, the girls online. Okay. And somebody had a complaint on one specific uh, girl, and they wanted me to go check them out. You see, because I wasn't. Hey, I wasn't Hey, Supery. Tippy yeah. toe. Tippy toe. I gotcha. All right. Tell them what tippy right. toe means, Supery. Tippy toe. Tippy, tippy toe. <laughs> Lemon tree. Lemon tree is when we're getting too close to uh, the uh, twenty-minute mark. So. We, right, we're running out of time, and I yeah. want to hear about this uh, this this other story you're telling. Um, so I think we're gonna we're gonna make that a uh, another podcast here. We're gonna we're gonna cut this one off and then and start that one up so we have plenty of time. Sound okay? Ten four. Okay, everybody have a good Fourth of July. All right, listen, Super E it was a great story. I'm glad you didn't get killed that Me day too. because then we wouldn't be able to do our podcast <laughs> that's right. so uh yeah that's great I'm, I'm glad that now you can laugh about it a little bit <laughs> yeah. yeah um okay well listen folks we're gonna close this out we're gonna come right back with this other story because uh i i think he gave me a little preview of it and it's pretty pretty entertaining okay we're gonna we're gonna close this out uh please keep listening and have a good fourth of july bye Thank you.